the Gemara on the Amid Beis, two lines from the bottom, Ve'ikid Amri. This is another version of the Gemara that we learned before, a question that Rab Zayda asked on the statement that Rab Yechenen made at the beginning of this Amud. Amr Rab Yechenen, Zar Shesidere Samaracha Chayev. A Zar that sets up the Maracha on the Mizbeach will be Chayev Misa Bideshemayim for this. So before we had the question that Rab Zayda asked, that how could you be Chayev if this is something that could be done during the night time? And the Gemara gave the answer. And here, the Gemara will bring another version of what Rab Zayda asked in Rab Yechenen's statement. Others say, Maskefla Rav Zayda. Rav Zayda's question was, Is there any time where you have an Aveda that's not the completion of that Aveda? There's another Aveda that follows afterwards. So when there's a completion of an Aveda, that's what's called Aveda Tamo, as we learned before, the completion. Here, setting up the Maroch of the Mizbeach is not a completion, because after this, you have to set up the two logs on the Mizbeach, the Shnei Gizri Eitzim. So this is not a completion. So is this a case where the Zar would be Chayet Misa? We learned before that in such a case, if it's not an Avedet Tamad, there's no Chayet Misa. Now here there's a couple of lines in the Gemara that Rashi says were not Gaitis, and it's only here because this was in the first version, and therefore it was placed over here as well, but it really only belongs in the first version of the Gemara. All these words we had before, on the Afchavzayin Amit Beis, Vaharei, Evarim, Apadarim, Seif Avedet Diyamami, all of this really belongs in the first version, as Rashi explains, and the Chavzayin Amit Beis. So the Gemara, we go straight to the answer. El so that's also part of uh, this uh, first version. So our question is, how could Rabbi Yechanan say that Yechayiv Misa for something which is not an Aved Tama? The answer is, So therefore we change what Rabbi Yechanan said. A Zor that set up the two logs of wood, but that will be Chayev Misa. Since setting up the two logs of wood is considered to be the completion of that Aveda, there's nothing that follows. Sanarov asked the question, If so, it should be required to make a lottery for the Kayim that's going to be doing this Aveda. So the Gemara says, in Veloi Boy Pius, do you not make a lottery for this? Vatanya, we learned in Abraise, Misha Zoha, Betruma Sadeshan, the Kayan that wins the lottery to do the Truma Sadeshan to remove the ashes, Yiska He also is the same Kayan that will take that will bring the two logs of wood on the Mizbeah. So it is included in a lottery. So the Gemara says, The question that Rabbi meant to ask was as follows. Why don't you make a separate lottery for this? This is a significant Aveda that's done only through the Kayin, and it's a completion of an Aveda, so why isn't it done with a separate lottery? So the, here, the Gemara asks this as a question in the first version. The Gemara did not ask this, so this is another difference between the first and second version. So the Gemara answers, The answer to this was as mentioned already before, we learned towards the beginning of the Patek, that the reason why they included this in the same raffle of removing the ashes of the Mizbeach because the Kayanim weren't showing up for that raffle because it was so early in the morning, so not many Kayanim came. So they included more Avedis in this one raffle so that more Kayanim should come to join this raffle. So that's the answer why it's not separate. Asks the Gemara, remember, should we say, the Avedit Tama, anytime you have an Avedit which completes completely, Vizar, Chayi Misa, and it's an Aveda that if a Zar does it, 
he would be chayiv misa boy pious that this is something that has to have a lottery for it. But if it's an Aveda, that if the Tsar does it, he's not Chayv Misa, Loi Boy Pais, it does not require to have a lottery. But Vaharei Shechita, Shechita is an Aveda that could be done by a Tsar, and yet you make a lottery, this is also in the lottery, and says the Gemara, Shani Shechita, the Tchilas Aveda, the Yamamihi. Shechita is different because it's the beginning of the Aveda of the day, that's something that's significant enough that they make a lottery for this. Now again, the next part, next section in the Gemara here, according to Rashi's opinion, this is here, but it really belongs in the first version. It's the same words that we had before. So therefore, all these words from So all of this belongs in the first version. There is another way how to learn this Gemara. You take a look on Chavzayin and Mudbeis. It's a long taste here, but we're following with Rashi's Pshat in the Gemara. So the Gemara continues. We also learned. The next mission over here. So it says that the one in charge said, Go and see See if the sun comes up already and the time of Shechita has arrived. That's what it says. In other words, the Shechita has to be done daytime. But the placing of the two logs of wood does not necessarily have to be done by day. Because ve'ilo, sman, sidur, gizri, eitzim, leikatani. The logs of wood, it doesn't say that it must be done by day. So what is the Gemara proving from this? So Rashi explains, if the placing of the logs of wood on the Mizbeach is done nighttime, and the Avedis that follow afterwards, which is the Karm Tamid, and bringing the parts of the Karm Tamid to be burnt on the Mizbeach, that must be done daytime, so that's not considered to be a follow-up of the wood that's placed on the Mizbeach. It's two different times. This is at night, and this is by day. So from here we see that placing the two woods on the Mizbeach is considered to be a completed Aveda. It's completed at nighttime, and then by day is separate. That's the proof from here that it's an Aveda Tama. So the Gemara says, no, it's not necessarily a Raya. Hach, the less late Tekanta Ketani. Shechita, which once it's done, you can't correct it. So therefore, you want to make sure that it's already daytime to make sure it's done in the right time. However, placing the two logs of wood, if it was done too early, so you'll remove it and place it back again. So therefore, they weren't so worried about the fact that it may be done too early. This completes the second Patek of Masech Yuma. We begin the Mishnah, the third Patek of Masech Yuma, and we start here with the order of the day, in the beginning of the day, going on to all the other order, uh, the halachis in the order of the day of Yom Kippur. Omar lehem amemuneh, the one in charge, said to them early in the morning, Tzu uru'u, go out onto the roof and see imigiyah zman whether this time of shechita has arrived. Imigiyah, if the one on the roof sees it has arrived, so haraya oimeh, the one that sees this, says, barkoi, it's shining. He sees the shine at the east where the sun is coming up. Masye Beshmuel says, He would say that it became completely the whole eastern part of the sky is light until Chevrin. And he says, Hey, yes. So the Gemara will explain exactly what is, why is he responding and saying yes, who's asking, who's answering, as we'll see in the Gemara. Why is it necessary to be so concerned about this, to send someone up, to check, to see, is it already the time to bring the carbon tamid? 
because once it happened, the shine of the Levana came up at the end of the month when the Levana is at the east, and you could have the shine of the Levana there. So it was early in the morning or late at night, almost morning time, and there was the shine of the Levana that came up. And it seemed to them that the morning star, the sun, came up and the Mizrach was already light. So they shechted the carbon tamid. And they had to take it out to be burnt. It was not uh, made during the day. Ah, the Gemishta continues regarding the Kayin Gadol and Yom Kippur. They brought the Kayin Gadol to the Beis Atfile to come to do the Aveda. The Gemara will explain exactly how this comes here into the Mishnah. And now the Mishnah says another rule regarding the Kayin Gadol doing the Aveda in, or any Kayin for that matter, doing the Aveda in the Beis HaMikdash. Zeh HaKlal, here is the rule. In the base of Mikdash. Kala anybody that has a bowel movement, Mesach literally means he covers his feet. Tantfila. He needs to go to the mikveh to be allowed to do his Aveda. Anyone that urinates, Ton Kiddish has to wash his hands and feet from the Kiyah. So the Gemara now starts and explains what's this announcement that was made by the one that saw that it became light in the eastern part of the sky. Tanya Rabbi Shmuel said, what he would say is, Barak Barkoi, that the shine of the morning is shining. Rabbi Kiva Oimer, Allah Barkoi, that the shine has gone up, which is a little bit of a later time when there's more of a shine. Nuchuma ben Afak Oimer, Af Barkoi Bechevre, that it's even light, it shines all the way until Chevre. Masiyah ben Shmuel, Hamamuna ala Payosis Oimer, Masih ben Shmuel, which was in charge of the raffles, would say, The entire Mizrach of the sky became light all the way till Chevrin. Rabbi Yudah ben Beseda said that uh, they would say as follows, and the, the, the light that they wait a little bit till a later time, The entire eastern part of the sky is light until Chevrin. And everybody, all people already went out, everyone to their work. That's how late in the day they waited until they brought the carbon tomat. So the Gemara asks on this, on this last opinion, This is already very late, and it's very light outside. Why are we waiting for such a late time to bring the carbon tomat? So the Gemara explains, It doesn't refer to the fact that everybody went out to the work. What it refers to is the employers would go out to find their workers to hire them, which is earlier on in the day. And that's the time when you brought the carbon tomat. Amar Rav Safra, Rav Safra said, Avram, the tefillah of Avram Avinu, which is referring here to the tefillah of Mincha. So when would Avram daven this tefillah? When the wall became dark. That means the wall, the eastern side of the wall, when the sun is on the eastern part of the sky from the morning, so it shines in the wall and the wall is light. When it moves over at Chatzai's time to the other side of the wall, so then... The wall has that shade, it doesn't have the shine of the sun in it anymore, and it becomes darker. And from that moment, when it becomes the, from Chatzai's time, exactly then, you can start, you can daven mincha. That's when Avram Avinu daven mincha. So the Rishayimir speak about the fact that the Gemara refers to mincha as the davening of Avraham. We know the Gemara in Brachas that says that Yitzchak is the one that instituted the tefillah of mincha. So over here in the Taisis Yishanim, he brings two answers. An answer from Rabbeinu Tam, he says is, that after Yitzchak instituted Mincha, so Avram also davened Mincha, and he would daven it exactly at that time of Chatzais. Another opinion he says is that Avram really was the one that davened Mincha first, but he did not teach it 
for all of his household, for all the people. Yitzchak is the one that taught it to everybody else. And therefore we say that Yitzchak instituted Mincha. Akimara asks, some Rav Yosef, Anan Avram, Nekim Benigmar. So are we going to learn out from Avram Avinu regarding the time of Mincha? Could we do exactly like Avram Avinu? So the Gemara says, Omar why not? Tane Goma Me Avram. We see in a Braisa that Atana learns out a halacha of how to do things very quickly on time from Avram Avinu. So we can't learn out from Avram Avinu. Where do we see that we learn out from Avram Avinu? Tanya, because we learned in Abraisa, it says, In the eighth day, you make the bris mila. So this Pasik teaches me, To make the bris, it can be any time on the eighth day. The ones that are doing the mitzvah in a hurry, in a haste, at the first opportunity, so do it right in the morning. When Avram Avinu got up to go to the Akedah, so he got up early in the morning to do the mitzvah. So from here we learn out that we do the mitzvah at the first opportunity. So if the Braisa learns out from Avram, so we could learn out from Avram regarding the time of Mincha as well, that it's exactly at Chatzais, at the first opportunity. So Rav explained, Rav Yosef This was the question of Rav Yosef. We learned in a Mishnah regarding the carbon Pesach that Chol if Erev Pesach falls out on a Friday. So usually the carbon Pesach is brought after the carbon Tomit. So on an Erev Shabbos, you're going to have to have enough time to shech the carbonus Pesach that are brought in that day and even to roast them all before Shabbos. So you're going to have to bring the carbon Talmud early on in the day, at the earliest opportunity, to be able to have time for all the carbonus Pesach. So how early do we bring the carbon Pesach, the carbon Talmud that is on Erev Pesach, that's on a Friday? So the Mishnah says, Nishchat You shech the carbon Talmud at six and a half hours into the day, a half hour after Chatzais. And then it's brought on the Mizbeach at seven and a half hours into the day. So the question that Rav Yosef is asking is, kosli. Why don't we shech the carbon tomid earlier on? From as soon as it becomes chatzais and the walls become darker, you can see how the walls are becoming darker. That should be the right time to bring the carbon tomid, to have even more time before Shabbos to do all the Avedis that you need for the carbon Pesach. So the Gemara says, My kushya. What was the question of Rav Yosef? We can answer very simple. It's possible that by the walls of the Beis Mikdosh, only a half hour after Chatzais, did the walls facing to the east become dark. Why is that? Because the wall from top to bottom is not a straight line. It wasn't a wall that was built straight. It was built wide at the bottom and narrow at the top. So if it's, if it's a wall that's on a slant, so then even at Chatzais, it still has the shine of the sun at it. Only when it goes further, a half hour later after Chatzais, does it lose the shine of the sun and it becomes shady, it becomes dark. So therefore they waited until that point, half hour after Chatzais, to be sure that it's already the time to bring the carbon tomit. Hinami, another answer. And the next two answers, as the Rishayim will explain, the Gemara will actually say that Rav Yosef has a point that we cannot do in the base of Mikdash exactly like Avram Avinu did. They weren't uh, as, uh, didn't have the knowledge to know exactly the moment to, what to do it after Chatzai. So we can't learn out from Avram Avinu. Not, so the other answer is, Shani Avram, Avram Avinu is different. It's Tagninez Gedayla Isabelibai. Avram Avinu knew astrology very well. 
As Rashi quotes from the Gemara and Brachas, that this is what it means, Vashem, Beireches Avram, Bakoil. Bakoil means Hashem benched him also to know even astrology. And therefore he knew exactly when it's going to be Chatzais. Inami, a similar answer, Mishum Dezakim, V'yeshiv, V'yeshiv Ahava. Avram Avinu was an older uh, person, or Tamut Chachim, Zakim means Zeshakana Chachma, he was a Tamut Chachim, sitting in the Yeshiva and he was learning Teireh, so he knew exactly the time when it is Chatzais. Here the Gemara brings the source where we find that Avram Avinu was sitting and learning Teireh, the Omer Abchama Bachanina. From the times of our ancestors, a yeshiva has never been separated from them. When they were in Mitzrayim, they had a yeshiva with them. Zikta Yisrael, go and gather the elders of the Yidin, refers to those the Canaan that were learning Torah. Oh, Yiba Midbar, when the Eden warned the Midbar, Yeshiva Imam, they also had a Yeshiva with them. Shanema Esfali Shivim Ish, Vizikna Yisrael. The Zikna Yisrael was sitting and learning Taira in Yeshiva. Avram Avinu Zakim Vyeshiv Yeshiva. Avram Avinu was a Talmud Chacham learning in Yeshiva. Shanema, as the Pasik says, Avram Zakim Ba Bayamim. So it refers to Avram Zakim, meaning that it was a Talmud Chacham learning Taira. Yitzchak Avinu Zakim Vyeshiv Yeshiva. Yitzchak was also a Zakim learning in Yeshiva. Shenamar by Yehi Kizakin Yitzchak, the Yitzchak was older, meaning the Zakin Shakana Chachma, he was learning Taira. Yaakov Avinu Zakin Vyeshiv Yeshiva, Yaakov Avinu was also a Zakin learning Yeshiva. Shenamar Ve'ene Yisrael Kovdu Mizaiken. His eyes, he lost his eyesight because of Zaiken of old age, but it also means the Zakin of learning Taira and learning in Yeshiva. Eliezer, Ebed Avram, Zakim Yeshiv Yeshiva. Eliezer, the servant of Avram, was also a Zakim sitting in Yeshiva. Shenema, the Pasik says, Vayomer Avram, El Avdai, Zikan Beisai. So Zikan Beisai, Moshul Bechol HaShaloi, that ruled over everything in Avram's house. He was the Zikan Beisai, meaning that he sat and learned in the Yeshiva. Amar Avalazar, Shemoshul Betayres Rabbi. It doesn't mean that he only was ruling over all the material possessions of Avram Avinu, but it also means that he had rulership over Avram Avinu's Taira. He sat and knew all the Taira of Avram Avinu. And we see this in another Pasuk where it says, Who Damesek Eliezer, that Eliezer came from Damascus. But Amar Avalazar, what this means is, Shedayla Umashke Mitirosesh Rabbi Lachayim, that he would draw. And give to drink others from the Taira of his Rebbe. That's the Rosh Tevis of the word, Dam Mesek, Doyle and Mashke. Omarav, Rav Toros, Kiem, Avram Avinu, Kalatayra Kula. Avram Avinu fulfilled all of Taira. Shenemar, Ekev, Asheshoma, Avram, Bekaili, Begaimer. Because Avram listened to my voice, and the Pasik there continues and says that Avram Avinu fulfilled. Avram Avinu fulfilled all of Taira before it was given. There's a well-known question, if that's the case, why did Avraham Avinu not fulfill the mitzvah of bris milah before he was commanded? There are many answers to this, and the Sikh the Rebbe says the answer is because the mitzvah of bris milah requires the foreskin to be defined as an arla. Before the mitzvah is given, it's not called arla. It's just skin, and the Rebbe's lashon is it would be chaytich basar ba'alma, like just cutting flesh. It's not the mitzvah of bris at all. So he had to wait until the mitzvah was given to him so he should have the ability to fulfill the mitzvah. There's the other famous question that all the Rishayim discussed, that if the Avram Avinu and the Ovis fulfilled all of Torah, how could Yaakov marry sisters? The Rebbe explains this by Riches, that when the Gemara says that they fulfilled all of Torah, it wasn't an obligation. The Gemara, means that they were, the Gemara does not mean to say that they were obligated, but it's just that they did it as a stringency. They took it upon themselves as a hidor. In the case of the sisters, we have Avram Avinu, that's Yaakov actually, that promised Leah to marry her, 
So he couldn't not fulfill his promise. That's something that he had to fulfill. And even though he would love to be machmer once he married Rachel, not to go and marry his sister, but not in the cheshbin of what he promised her, to marry her. So therefore he had to marry her. That's uh, the answer that the Rebbe says in the Sikha. Let's continue inside the Gemara. Maybe when it says Yedavram, listen to Hashem's voice, it refers to fulfilling the seven mitzvahs of B'nai Noyach. So the Gemara says, But how could you say it's only the seven mitzvahs? We know that Avram Avinu made a bris mila as well. So the Gemara says, Maybe all Avram Avinu did is the seven mitzvahs and the bris mila, and not more. So he answered, and him came, Mitzvahisai v'sayroisai lomali. So why does it say in the Pasuk? It doesn't only say Vayishmer Mishmarti. It says also Mitzvah So the Mitzvahs and the Teireh, that refers also to all of the Taryag Mitzvahs that Avraham Avinu fulfilled. The Rebbe Nasicha actually explains why does it say Mitzvah Yisai? means commandments. How could you refer to these as commandments before Matan Teireh if it wasn't even commanded yet? So the Rebbe brings that this is what Rashi means in Chumash when Rashi says that it's called Mitzvah it's referring to the mishpatim, which are the mitzvahs that a person understands al piseichel. And Rashi says, even before they're commanded, the ru'uyis heinlet stavis. Seichel dictates that this should be commanded and it should be done so. That's why it's called mitzvahisai, even before matan Gemara continues, Omar, Rabbi, Teimer, Abashi, Kim, Avram, Avinu, Avram, Avinu fulfilled all mitzvahs, and afile eruve tafshilin. Even a mitzvah like eruve tafshilin. Shenemar Teiroisai, because the Pasik says a plural term for Teiroisai, which means Achas Teirishabiksav, he fulfilled all the mitzvahs of Teirishabiksav, and the Achas Teirishabalpeh. And also all of the different things that Chachamim instituted in Teirishabalpeh, including Eidov Tavshilin. The Mepharshim point out why does the Gemara single out specifically Eidov Tavshilin amongst all of the things that Chachamim instituted? Because this is a mitzvah which is very simple, easy, and there's a lot of leniencies about it. The whole concept of the mitzvah is when Shabbos falls out after Yom Tif to prepare some food, to put it aside to read for Shabbos, to remind you to prepare for Shabbos. That's at least according to one opinion. So therefore, and there's a lot of leniencies for these. Even a tiny amount of food is enough for many people in the house. See, even such a light and simple takana, Avram also fulfilled it. We go back now to the Mishnah where it said, So the full quote of the Mishnah was that The whole side, the eastern side of the sky is light until And he said, yes. So the Gemara wants to understand what's going on over there. Who's the one that's responding and saying yes? The one that's on the rooftop is saying or sort of asking, is the entire eastern sky light? And he answers his own question, yes. Is that the Pshara the Mishnah? So it's sort of strange. Who chalim vuhu mefasher? He's dreaming and he's interpreting the dream. In other words, he asks a question and then he gives an answer to his own question. So if he knows the answer, why is he asking? Why is he answering? Hello. So rather what this would mean is ara. The one that's on the ground gives the answer that yes, it's all light. But Yada, if he's standing on the ground, how would he know? So the Gemara gives two interpretations to our Mishnah. I can tell you the meaning of our Mishnah is that the one that's on the ground is the one that answers. Or I can say to you that it's the one that's on the rooftop is that's giving this answer. I can explain to you that it's the one on the rooftop that's giving the answer. He begins, the one on the roof says... That the whole eastern sky became light. 
and then the one on the ground asks, how much? To what extent is it light? Is it light until Chevron? So the statement of the mission is divided. That's a statement. And then is a question that the one on the ground asks. And then the one on the roof answers, hey, yes, it's light all the way till Chevron. That's one way to learn our Mishnah. Another way to learn our Mishnah, the one that's on the ground. The one on the ground, he says, he asks a question, is it all light? And he doesn't specify exactly what he means to ask, but he's asking, is the whole eastern sky light? And the one on the roof answers, yes, it's all the way light until Chevron. And the one on the ground says, oh, you understood exactly what I meant to ask. That's what I wanted to know. I wanted to know if it's light all the way until Chevron. So the one on the ground is asking, Hain, sort of agreeing that you understood what I meant to ask. The next thing in the Mishnah it says, Why was it necessary to send someone up to be sure that it's already light by day? Can't we know on our own? So the Mishnah says, because it once happened that they mistake the, the moonlight to be like the sunlight. As the Gemara asks, for me, Michlaf, could those be interchanged? For Hatanya, we learned in the Braise, Rabbi Yaime Rabbi said, You can't compare the column of light that comes from the moon to the column of light that comes from the sun. The column of light of the moon, it comes out as a stick, straight rays. The light, the column of light from the sun, it sort of spreads out on all sides. So it's a different kind of a light, so you can see the difference. One answer is, Rabbi Shmol answered, It was a cloudy day. So that broke up the light of the sun, which usually comes out in straight columns. And therefore, it seemed to them to be like the light of the sun. From here I see, even on a cloudy day when you don't actually see the shine of the sun, but really, wherever you are, in all areas, even where the clouds are blocking and it seems to be completely cloudy, but the sun is penetrating through and the sun is shining there. So Rashi explains on a day where the sun is out, so then the sun is shining in the place where it has that opening. In the place where there's a cloud, the sun doesn't shine there. It sort of goes out in that window of opening that it has. But on a cloudy day, where it doesn't find that window of opening to go out, so it sort of breaks its way through the clouds in every place, and even in a shady place, it's really the sun that's shining through even there. For what is this point relevant? The answer is, either to spread out hides, to know that you can spread out hides, and to dry it, and it's going to even, though it seems that it's shady, but really the sun is there and it'll dry it up. Or, regarding the halacha that Rav said, a woman should not need the, the matzah, the, the dough for the matzah, not in the sun, and not in any place where there's heat of the sun. Okay, so what this means is that if you need the, the dough for the matzah in a place where it's warm, where it's hot, it makes it become chametz quickly. So therefore you shouldn't do it not in the sun or in a place where there's a heat of the sun. So based on what it was just said, Rav Papa said that when it's a cloudy day, so you have the sun breaking through in every area. So even in the shade, you're not allowed to need the sun outdoors. You're not allowed to need the, the dough that is outdoors because really the light of the sun is present even there where it seems to be in a, in a shade. Okay.